Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Today is the first day that it cooled down pretty well because it's been breezy. Let me pull it pull it up though. Um, what are you guys looking at over there? Well, we were, our high today was um, fifty seven. Mm. Um, supposed to get up to like it's supposed to get down to like thirty eight tonight. So yeah, our high tomorrow is sixty. Yeah. Um, it. I think we're supposed it's, to hit like sixty two tomorrow. I think is our right. Yeah, it's 60, then 65, and then it goes up a little bit. Like on the 16th and the 17th, it's 81. Hmm. And then it starts going down again. That's typical in Arizona, though. It, yeah. it depends It depends on what's blowing in because we live in a fucking giant-ass canyon. So <laughs> the heat will just stay here if nothing's moving, if the air's not circulating. Yeah, we're supposed but to get... Yeah, like next Sunday is supposed to be the hottest day, 75. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Just, this is perfect weather for me. It's yeah. not hoodie weather, but well, it's currently 49 degrees. Yeah, it's 50 over here. But it was funny because, like, I go, oh, it's like I, I saw on my phone. I got up earlier, and I was like, oh, it's 1030. I think I'll go for my walk. Went on a three-and-a-half-mile walk today. Yeah, there it is. And um, I was like. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I've been, been slacking. I haven't <laughs> been walking, and I've been eating kind of shitty, and I've been feeling it. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna go on a walk, and the great thing, I can go on a walk whenever the fuck I want. Yeah, because <laughs> it's you know, um, I'll probably just go when I get up, but I you know get up at like eight or something like that. Yeah, I've been getting up. Or I haven't really been sleeping very well, to be honest. I've been getting up at like five thirty. Uh, I I've been doing that when ever with everything going on in the last week, but um, I ended up uh, getting a pretty good night's sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one thing I was gonna say was, it's like, okay, so it's fifty one degrees. I'm gonna go, and I go. Oh, maybe and there was a, there was a breeze blowing and I'm like oh, all right well oh shit I knew I forgot to do something this week I forgot to make the script um oh well, oh, well. <laughs> no worries yeah um but I was like going all right well then I'll just go ahead and uh I go well I'll take a light hoodie because the sun is out so I think I'll do I'll do that so I take my walk uh gone for about an hour and a half and then start to realize 
yeah, it's a little warm out here. Like after going about it, I thought 51 degrees was actually supposed to be kind of cold. <laughs> you know, I was like, it's actually not that cold. It's like, unless I'm getting used to like cold weather where it's like, eh, this ain't nothing. I can walk around and I'll be like looking like I'm from Boston. There you go. Your cousin from Boston. How's your mother? <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. I kept saying that on the walk. So maybe that was what's going on. <laughs> I asked my mom on a, um, she just responded to me. I asked my mom just because I was curious if there was any names that she was thinking about naming me before she fell on Adam, the completely unique name that she came up with. Um, <laughs> the, the very she, rarely used. Uh, <laughs> right. And the, the two, the two, the only two other names was one was Michael, which is my father's name, but uh-huh. he didn't want to have a junior for some reason. Because um, he's a dick. I'm not going to share my. Uh, I'm not going to yeah, share my, the publicity. Piece of shit, kid. <laughs> um, and the other one was Ralph, Ooh. which is my grandfather's name. However, she said that being that it was 1984, she didn't want to do that to me because that name had fallen out of popularity. <laughs> hey, hey, Ralph. I would have been dope as Ralph. What's up? <laughs> my grandfather's name was Ralph Francis, mm. and it was funny because. He didn't like his middle name, but his middle his middle name was his father's name. It's very common right. to do that in my culture. I think it is in most cultures, but um so he was, you know, Ralph, son of Francis. And then uh so my middle name is Michael. And and, and if you called him Francis, he would get upset because he didn't like the fucking name. And someone did I think it was my yeah, it was my uncle, the shitty uncle, was mad at him. And he goes, okay, Francis. He didn't even get the S out. He got hit so fucking hard. <laughs> like he backhanded my uncle. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And I started laughing. And then I almost caught one, too. I was like, oh. I ran out. But, um, yeah, you know, people just getting smacked. It's just typical White House. Right. Caucasian house. People getting beat up. No big deal. <laughs> oh, man. Uh Welcome, everybody, to The Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. So um, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. I almost couldn't remember after the week we've had this week. Um, (laughs) It was fucking the funniest meme so far, other than that fucking Avengers one. Oh, God, that thing is a great one. Meme, like non-moving meme, was was it showed... uh, Groundhog's Day, and he's doing a report, and it said, "Welcome to the like fourth day of Election Day." Yeah, and it's so funny because every election is like that. It's not like they have the numbers that day. Yeah, but, there's, but this one was like it because felt it, drawn out because there were so many mail-in votes. That's what the yeah. the reason being is because there's always usually very few mail-in ballots, so it's quick. So it's quick. So you get the in-day vote, but because I don't know why it took Nevada so long. Because they were um, all too busy. Because they were playing solitaire on the computers. No. I saw that meme. I saw that meme. That was great. It's like I was still waiting for uh, um, information from Nevada, and the meme underneath had this like old Mexican lady playing solitaire on a VC. <laughs> yeah, there was one TikTok I saw that it, they, some dude was like, "We're not Nevada. We're Nevada." And then some chick cuts in and goes, "Whatever, Nevada. Fucking count your votes." And then goes Nevada and then flips the camera off. But um, I guess this year. Because they, 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 I don't think they had mail-in voting, and they, they tried to make a new system. But there, it sounds, it sounds like a good idea until you think about it. <laughs> um, they just mailed everyone a ballot. 
Oh, they kind of did a California. Well, kind of a California. Kind of, but they also never. They didn't keep track of the people who came in. Like, oh, like they're I see. like we have no. They didn't realize till the end. Like we have no idea. We have no way to 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 like verify if they voted here and. They didn't set that up. So they had not only did they have to count all the mail-in ballots, they had to verify IDs <laughs> and if they had already voted. So that's why it was taking forever. Yeah, because in California, they sent out, uh, they sent out, uh, like I think it was back in July or August, we were sp- we got uh, um, little slips to verify our information. So it was basically anybody who lived there. And I heard people go, they sent me a ballot here, you know, and my mom's been dead for like, you know, seven years. And I'm like, and then I reply and I replied to the new, because it was like CBS news report. And I go, I go, the reporter on scene should have asked, did you send back the slip that asked for verification of the people who live there? Right. And, uh, and I was like, and then I'm like, um, because you know, reporters need to do their job. And because I got one for you here, because remember you had used this yeah. as an address for a while, and um, and like a real American, he sent the slip. In. <laughs> yeah, I sent <laughs> yours, and I think my ex's. Um, yeah, I sent both of those back, and the guy goes, and the mailman's like, neither of these. I go, no. He goes, okay, and um, so he took them back, and uh, and so when we got our actual ballots, it was just mine and my brother's. So I was like, yeah, see that works when you when you do it, you know, and it's like, um. But, uh, but in California, but in California, they, they had, they also had it to where it was supposed to do it in real time. Like if, if ballots weren't sent back, they took the ballots that weren't sent back and looked and see if they voted in person. I I think even if, um, you had the households that had too many ballots, if, if everyone in those households multiple ballots it wouldn't be enough to fucking matter well my thing my thing was is was hilarious is the idea that like oh well yeah you know we don't have mail-in ballots you know they're they're just like in california they're just sending i go they don't send them out like mass mailers like you get with those fucking ads from your grocery store Well, that's what nevada did (laughs) (laughs) you know at least here it was like going oh so we're using our voter registry going okay these people last known address we send them there I was like, because like they're always saying, yeah, in California, they're just, you know, mailing it to everyone. I'm like, what? You expect them to be walking down the street. Hey, did you get a ballot? You didn't get, you get, here, here you go. Here's a ballot. You know. <laughs> That's why the people, the people who are um, getting uppity, the Trump supporters getting uppity in Phoenix, um, our voting system is very efficient. Hmm. It's one of the things Arizona does really well. You wouldn't and, guess, uh, you wouldn't guess by the people complaining about it now. I know. I mean, all of a sudden now it's the worst voting system on the planet. Um, and, I'm just like everyone. It's so funny because, you know, out in other states, they're kind of like, oh, my God, there's so many people in Phoenix and they all have guns. It's like everybody <laughs> has guns here. Um, but it's such a small percentage of the community here. <laughs> like there are a lot of Republicans here that are like, I mean, you lost like <laughs> whatever there. And a lot of Republicans are more focused that Kelly won. <laughs> the Senate seat. They don't give a fuck about <laughs> about <laughs> Trump. Yeah. You well, know, so it's it's um like we've been seeing like I, I see even protests in random cities like in Colorado and California, and I'm like, what are you protesting? Like I don't get it. We've already protesting democracy <laughs> because there was um so there was these uh at City Hall in L.A. There was a rally. It was two separate rallies going on at this, or I wouldn't say rallies because my high school JV basketball team had more people than were at these rallies. Um, 
they were um, they were standing there and they had these barricades, you know, look like, you know, for a large amount of people. And it obviously they overestimated things and a fight broke out. And I go, I was like, going, oh, did the liberals go over there like Black Lives Matter? No, it, apparently there was a fight between count the vote and stop the vote. <laughs> and yeah. they, they got into a fight with each other. I was like, oh, this is what happens when you start eating your own. Like this is this is what's going on. And, and in Denver, I saw on Twitter that they were protesting. I'm like, what are they protesting tonight? So I go, well, maybe I'll cheese. So I went on Pluto because they have the CBS News. Um, uh, they have local stations for like Philly and 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 um and Denver and LA and in San Francisco, a bunch of them and Boston, and uh, they showed and they showed. I was looking and I'm like. They're like, there's a demonstration going, and they did their local news just came on, and they're like, there's a demonstration going down in downtown Denver, and they go, there's like a maybe a couple of hundred people, and they're like, we we just got word that there was a flag burning, and they're the helicopters looking over, and I'm like going, who are these people? And yeah. then in the very back, I saw somebody with a Trump flag, and I was like going, oh, it's them, and then she, and then she was like, so we're not sure what's going on here, so we'll come back to that when we have more information now. <laughs> and it's like immediately yeah. cut off and because just... it's it's I know a lot of them believe that there's some kind of conspiracy going on, but I don't know. Like it's funny because I, I saw that um uh someone in Europe, I don't one of the fucking countries over there, one of the states in the European Union, <laughs> um said that, you know, oh no, I'm sorry, it was the Iranian president. Um <laughs> easy to get I'm, that confused. Listen, it's late. Um <laughs> I uh, he went on Twitter and was kind of you know he had his little moment in the sun because <laughs> obviously shit's a little bit of a mess over here and I guess I Iran generally is happy that Trump is not president for obvious reasons um, but they said that he said the circus over there or a spectacle as he called it is a sign of of America's decline like our government's decline and I said well kind of it's the sign of the Republican party falling apart. Yeah. Like I really think that the Republican party in a few years is going to look completely different because they've been so complacent for so many years and they're going to have to start compromising because the, if you look at the popular vote on a lot of these social issues, they don't lean Republican, mm-hmm. you know, and they're good. They really, they're really having a hard time <laughs> getting people to believe in them anymore. So I don't know. I'm hoping that they both look or both of them look better. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, the Democrats are starting to look better because because I think in 2000 and wasn't it in 2016, the Democrats were a mess. Yeah. You know, well, it's because they they had the Hillary coronation and forgot the fact that, yeah, you know, the more people people, the more people that don't like Hillary, the more people are not going to go out and vote. Right. And then they they backed. They should have backed Sanders. Yeah. Even though he was pretty dramatic as far as. But you know what the funny thing is? You can see you can. One thing you can't say is that Sanders flip flops because you can find speeches from that motherfucker from like 1979. And he's saying the same exact (laughs) shit. And I'm like, damn, dude, this motherfucker was about it. And he looks the same, too. I think he's a vampire. Yeah. I mean, he's he, he was born looking 80. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so um uh I got 
I gotta admit though that when I when they finally after a week, you know, you're kind of like, fucking just call it already, Jesus, you know. It's like, well, it's still statistically too close to call. It's like you have seventy five thousand votes. I'm pretty yeah. sure you can pretty much figure out which way it's going. And you know, probably that a lot of that is just so. I I have to believe that a, a lot of the whole oh well you know let's count them all is just so people don't freak out. Well, a lot there's a lot of tension going on. A lot so. of it was, you know, some reports were saying that it's because the media didn't want to fuck it up because like Fox did when already announcing, you know, like four days ago that Arizona had gone to Trump and yeah. they didn't want to. And they were like, some were saying that um, some news reports were saying that, you know, it was a lot of because they didn't want to draw the ire of Trump. I'm like, really? Come on. You, you got to dry the ire of him like, daily. What are we doing here? And but, also too, like like I've said before, the media is supposed to inform the people. They're not supposed to be scared of the government. Yeah. Like let's let's knock that the fuck off. Yeah. You know. Imagine that. Imagine the media being nervous like that in like the um the seventies. <laughs> they used to fucking air everybody out. Oh bro. yeah. They didn't give a fuck. Because that was their job. Yeah. Maybe we can go back <laughs> to that now. You know. Right. <laughs> um. Sad news today though when we're yeah. recording this. Um, Alex Trebek lost his battle with cancer. Um, I was really hoping, you know, like I was too. I was like, when I heard, I was like, oh, no way. So I was like, it was basically 2020 was like, we gave you Biden, but we're going to remind you it's still 2020. Right. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Like this one, honestly though. And it was, it was of course sad because he's such a staple of, um, American television, everyone's childhood. Um, but I wasn't too much of a shock cause I know it had been going, it had been a little dicey for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was, I was pulling for him cause he's just, he's just a generally good, a genuine good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, that sucks. So, uh, it's a sad day on that, on that aspect. But, um, getting back to the election real quick, I got to admit, felt really, really relieved when they finally, when they finally announced it. Yeah. I, I was telling, um, did I say this already in this podcast? No, it was between. Hmm. Um, I was telling Steve, my wife started crying. Um, and she's not into politics, but she's a very empathetic person. And she's, and I asked her. I Something said, that throws you, you off like every, every day. <laughs> right. I, I said, um, what, what are you crying about? And she's like, I'm just, I'm so tired of the hate the last four years and she's right you know it's it, what, what whatever you believe of the policies of of the trump camp um trump team or whatever that's irrelevant it the, the amount of hate and fear that has been spread in the last four years it's going to take four years to fix it yeah you know it's it's just ridiculous that's why we're having these wacky demonstrations you think fucking republicans of 20 years ago would have been protesting <laughs> yeah. a a fucking um a defeat like no they would have had a little bit more self-respect well it's funny because like when you watch there's a there's a documentary on hbo max called um i think it's 536 and it's basically the 2000 election of um, bush versus gore and it's a uh, it's looking at the district in florida miami dade and when you look when you watch that and they're talking about how, you know, the the Republicans, of course, Roger Stone and all of them, where they were just doing these things to get the media attention to to get these people. I was like going, you know, it's like these guys are, were always there. They just had a bigger avenue with, with Trump. 
like you see the 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 points were there where it was just the fringe you know that they were getting and they were hiring these kids to protest you know inside this doing the same thing that they're doing now you know and um where they went into Michigan to storm the um, counting center and stood outside saying, stop the vote, stop the vote. And, yeah. um, you know, I was like, going, oh my God. And, it, and I just saw that uh, documented like two weeks ago. And I was just like, holy shit, it's the same thing again. You know? So it's like a majority of Republicans um, are just like, look, we lost, let's move on. You know, cause nobody likes to sort of lose it. Look what happened with Al Gore. You know, at, at some point, it's just kind of like to even Democrats were like, dude, you're starting to look like a sore loser. Just stop. Um, so and, you know, he didn't run again because nobody wants to if he ran again, it'd be like, oh, the guy that's a sore loser, you know, but well, Trump, but but I'm, but the thing with Trump is that but the thing with Trump, though, is that, you know, his people go like, yeah, he got robbed. So let's do it again. Well, it's and I was just about to say. I'm, I'm just seeing on uh, my local news that Trump, um, the Trump team is talking about might hold uh, fucking rallies yeah. to to highlight a recount. It's like, can you stop being so pathetic? You're embarrassing us. Like seriously, you just lost, dude. Move on. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen elections way closer than this, and they just shook hands and moved on. <laughs> you know, it's like this election isn't even fucking close. Look at the popular vote. Like, oh, even yeah. if you, it, it to me, it's like okay, the electoral college is bullshit. Okay, fine. Let's say it is. You lost the popular vote by a lot, dude. Right. You're gonna say the popular vote's bullshit too? Well, remember, like, remember, he won the electoral college, but he lost the popular vote. So remember those three million illegals that came in to vote for Hillary. Right. <laughs> it's like. You lost both, bro. <laughs> Stop it. You know, just it's it's embarrassing. And it honestly it does I don't I feel weird agreeing with the Iranian president, but it does make us look <laughs> fucking silly. Oh, it does. Because we it have, undermines our democracy when people are doing this. Yeah, because we have this whole like, oh, you know, we're better than everybody. We know this stuff, but at the same time it's like, no, you don't. You're just as we're you know, you're just as bad as any other third world country. Right, you don't know anything, because I, um, and I think it was MSNBC that said, if this, if what Trump was is doing now happened in another country, we would consider it a coup. Yeah, but it's not considered a coup because it's here. Right. You know, and it's a lot of it's just talk anyway. He hasn't really done anything. Now they're, they're but, but I've been hearing too that, um, you know, he may be setting up to run again in 2024. I mean, that's his right. He yeah. can do that. You know. I doubt he'll win, but he can do that. <laughs> yeah. He'd be pretty old by then, too. Yeah, I know. It'll be, it'll be like going, bruh. <laughs> Look, he's, he's always been a bit of an attention whore. So he's probably been on cloud nine for the last four years. He doesn't even care. He's he's always the, been the proponent of, um, you know, bad news is still news. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you're, you're still getting attention. So he doesn't really give a shit, but it's... Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. Let him run 2024, whatever. I'm going to vote for Biden again. What's good? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, one thing we did want to do before we get into the show is um, we have a new podcast, the one we've been threatening you all with for the last couple of weeks. Right. Um, the and this, last, this upcoming episode is going to be pretty... Um, a lot more thought-provoking than they usually are. <laughs> yeah, because I've actually been... I was... This would have technically been episode number five that we just recorded, but I'm throwing it up since it's timely. 
yeah. it's going to be this week. So I'm kind of airing them out of order, but it's okay because they're not completely time yeah, we sensitive. don't say the date at the beginning. So yeah, don't worry about so um, the Truly Pointless podcast is available now. Episode one is out. Uh, it's available on all the major platforms. Basically, if you're getting this show there, you should be getting that one too. Uh, Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, um, TuneIn. Was about to say LinkedIn again for some goddamn reason. Oh, <laughs> um, Castbox, all of them. And so, uh, so you should be able to pick up this show. So that'll be cool. If they're using a uh, an iTunes API, you know, you'll get it. Um, so yeah, so check it out. First episode and our trailer has been out for a week now. It comes, it'll drop every Tuesday. So, um, and just kind of a, um, I know we've been kind of keeping it a little secret, but if you listen to the away team last on Friday, we mentioned it there, but, uh, it's essentially our, basically we've come to realize that we spend about 30 minutes to an hour before we do the show, just kind of bullshitting. So that's kind of what we're doing in this. We're just recording the beginning now and throwing it out because sometimes we talk about some some shit that you know that we don't talk that doesn't really fit in any of the other shows. Um, yeah. So uh, because because it, it's kind of our warm up to this show, so we're just talking to each other as friends. Yeah. Like we're not we're not putting a show on. We're just you know I mean not that we're incredibly professional in this podcast. <laughs> Right. But it's more it's more so, hey, what's going on? Like, I think there's been a few episodes just say, hey, what have you been doing this week? Yeah. You know, just silly shit like that. And it, there's podcasts that are like that out there. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just a great idea that I I think it was Steve's idea. No, it was your idea. Uh, you were the one oh. that's like, hey, we should throw these out as podcasts because it was a joke. And then after a while, we thought about it, like, actually, you know what's <laughs> funny? The Lazy Geek started as a joke as well. Yeah. So that makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean it's it's great because it's there's no no it's, extra uh, work really zero extra work at least for Adam I, mean, I have to edit it but it's it's well, you know. but the thing is is that I'm I'm not doing like the cuts for the commercials I'm just putting the commercial at the beginning and then just rendering this and then sending it up I'd say the only difference is I just say whatever the hell I want we talk but I'm more focused on what I'm doing because <laughs> a lot of the warm up used to be me I would be eating. <laughs> Or, you know, right. hey, what up, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, I'd be just looking at stupid shit or whatever. But Which could happen on some, you know. Yeah, But it's like. I gotta eat, I gotta eat. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so check that out. And um, uh, if you need, if you have no idea how to obtain it, just go to the, the, the lazygeeks.com and then scroll down the sidebar and you'll see it's on the, uh, on the sidebar where we have, just click on the image of the Truly Pointless Podcast and it'll take you to iTunes. And then you can go ahead and get it there. All right. So uh, now it's time to jump into some news that would definitely, after everything that happened this week, probably definitely slipped your radar this <laughs> this week. Right. Um, so you have to try to find news that's not about the election it, last week. Exactly. Um, so even it's so much that it is. Dini, I don't even think this got a blip. But in a virtual invite sent out on Monday, Apple has announced that it's having a one more thing event on November 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. The event um, event invite is bereft of details, although it's likely to be the um, Apple, Apple Silicon event. 
Um, Apple yeah. CEO Tim Cook said that the Macs with new process, Apple's new processors are going to ship before the end of 2020. The event will be held virtually, uh, like all the last several ones have been, and will be pre-recorded from inside Apple Park. And given w- that it's already been announced, this is the third one will um, focus on an area that the others have not. I feel like this, if it is... If, if this one's all about the silicon thing, it was a smart move because this is the most confusing thing they're doing to people who don't understand the technology. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm not even, it's not even an insult, but like the average consumer is going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, especially people who own Macs, they don't understand. So it, it's important to have something that's focused on just that. Yeah. To just kind of break it down. Yeah. And I mean, at some point, everybody changes their processor. So basically what's happening here is that they're, just ditching the processor that they've been using, the Intel-based processor, yeah, and going with their own. So to make it more proprietary. <laughs> right. Well, they just want to control it. And part of me is like, yeah, that sucks because Apple's just such a closed unit sometimes. But on the other side, Intel has been kind of lame lately. Yeah. I would have preferred um, Apple just going with AMD. Mm. Because they they could have they could have done a lot with that, but Apple's Apple and they like to do their own thing. I think they make a lot of mistakes in the computer realm, to be honest. But much like their Sony. phones are cool, you know. Much like Sony. Tablets. Sony likes to make a lot of mistakes proprietary wise. Yeah, Sony Sony's even more embarrassing though. <laughs> Sony <laughs> irritates the fuck out of me. That's when you have fuck you money and you can just do whatever the hell you want. Right, right. That's why. So it's fair to say that Uber's business was challenged in a huge way by the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. The company reported its quarter three 2020 earnings uh, details today. And while the business is still reeling from COVID-19, there are a few spots that show that Uber is slowly rebounding after a very tough quarter two. Unsurprisingly, gross revenue from its mobility group dropped significantly compared to a year ago, $2.9 billion dollars in mobility revenue represented a 53% year-over-year decline. In in line with that, trips booked. To, ugh, I was doing so well. <laughs> trips trips booked declined 35% year-over-year to 1.15 billion. This is all fairly unsurprising, given that we're all staying at home a lot more than we did a year ago. But as we've been staying home, a lot more people are ordering food delivery, and that showed up in Uber's financials as well. Gross bookings from its delivery segment more than doubled, growing 125% year over year to $1.5 billion. Part of me feels like that's half me because <laughs> it's the only delivery service I use is Uber, um, Uber Eats. Uh, total revenue for the company across all its segments declined 18% year over year, a significant drop. But it's undeniable that Uber Eats kept that loss from being much more significant. Broadly speaking, Uber saw overall gross bookings plummet in March, but they've been steadily recovering since then. Another reason the company is remaining optimistic about the future. But with COVID-19 infection rates skyrocketing around the United States again, it's definitely hard to say if that recovery will continue. Another point in Uber's favor this week was the passage of Proposition 22 in California. Uh, Thanks, Steve, Um, (laughs) which allows Uber and other similar companies to continue classifying its drivers as contract workers rather than full-time employees. I don't know if that's good or not. Well, I guess it's good for Uber's financials. Well, yeah, but the the problem was is that the original bill in that they passed the beginning of 2020, um, the 
leg- the state legislator that passed it made it broad. They they said that they were targeting um, Uber and Lyft and and them. But what they did is they made anybody that was an independent cro- um, contractor had to have insurance and had to be supplied. So that made people that were freelancers almost unemployable. Yeah. And uh, they and I know some people that were that were suffering from that. And I thought about it and I thought, well, when you signed up for Uber, that was the whole thing. Nobody made you sign up for Uber. Uber was an independent contractor, you know, and that's what you were signed up for. That's it was fucking Epic Games running deliveries over there. (laughs) Jesus. But it was kind of like, yeah, but I looked at it and I was like, well, yeah, you know, you knew the game when you fucking signed up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like and then you have them say, oh, well, they need to have offer health insurance. I'm like, no, they're freelancers. That's what they decide. If if people want health care, then they need to get a job that doesn't do the well, it fits into my lifestyle. Well then you're gonna have to readjust your lifestyle if you yeah. want what it is. I so that, and that's the thing that's the thing that kind of confused me in Proposition twenty two anyway, was it's not like freelance work is new. Yeah. So why why was Uber and all them different? I, I didn't get it. But I also don't live in California, so I didn't really look too much into it. Yeah. Um on today's conference call with investor CEO uh, Dana Korsgarashai said perfect perfect pronunciation <laughs> yeah, <why not? laughs> um, that it would push strongly to enact similar legislation elsewhere given that Massachusetts passed a similar law to the one in California that originally reclassified quote-unquote gig workers I really I'm not surprised my state uses the term gig workers in a legal document <laughs> it's just funny to me as full time we couldn't pronounce we couldn't pronounce you know contract workers so we just say gig employees <laughs> yeah we just say gig you know so it works um it stands to reason uh we could see a move for a change similar to proposition 22 there in the future um and yeah that's it <laughs> so yeah i mean this is something that it, you just think about it for a couple seconds Uber Eats and all the food delivery, da- the DoorDash and all that have been making money hand over fist. Um, because for not even for people who don't want to go out, you couldn't for a while. And these delivery services saved a lot of businesses. Yeah. You know, I know a couple of local spots that I go to here, they, they've told me, they're like, thank God for this. It's delivery because we can't hire a delivery person. Yeah, because that's know. an added expense. I and mean, and also when you have a, a network like Uber Eats or DoorDash, you now have like a hundred delivery people. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the what they might have to pay to uh, these services to have them use that use them or something, but it seems to work out. Yeah. So, the next generation consoles are almost here. However. Oh. Buying the consoles in person is something some folks may might have concerns about. To account for this, Best Buy won't have PS5 or Xbox Series consoles in its store for this holiday season. Instead, the next-gen consoles will only be available online. According to the company's announcement on Thursday, both consoles will be available at BestBuy.com to pre-order and purchase. However, neither console will be sold at physical stores. The announcement comes the same time that Sony announced that it doesn't plan to put any PS5 consoles in physical stores, at least at launch. Now, anyone that buys a console online will still have the option to pick it up however they want. Best Buy is offering in-store pickup, contactless curbside pickup as well for anyone that wants to pick up their pre-order consoles in the store on launch day. Best Buy will have store 
um, stores opening early at 9 a.m. local time, Best Buy will have um, also has customer schedule pickup times to avoid creating crowds that are too big for any one location. Now, on top of that, the stores will also feature some of the now familiar COVID safety measures that includes wearing facial coverings, social distancing, as well as a laundry list of safety precautions for employees, which include daily wellness checks, personal protective equipment, and regular cleaning. Sony and Microsoft are playing it safe this season. This, the announcement itself uh, says that the consoles will be available online only throughout the holiday season. So it would be safe to assume that they will not be in consoles in stores until 2021. Now, with this, I was, you know, the, the original article that I was looking at, it was over there saying like, you know, um, you know, that we're, we're not sure if they're going to have any. So I was like, going because it's of a fucking pandemic, you douchebag. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like going, yeah, because those console systems are a great way to get a lot of people into a enclosed space. And then it puts everybody at risk because a lot of people still don't have a fucking clue on how to wear a mask. I think it, I think, um, and Steve put it wonderfully in the article he wrote on, um, on the lazygeeks.com. If you, if you don't think this is safer and a smarter move, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think not only is this a smart move, it's a responsible one. Yeah. Um, they see that, okay, the new consoles are coming out. People are going to swarm the stores. Now, the problem is, is a lot of people don't keep up with the fucking news. So I can almost guarantee that a lot of people <laughs> are still going to show up, right. but it's not going to be as many. Right. But um, honestly, this doesn't seem like a big issue. Most, most people who are in the know, they're going to pre-order the console anyway. Right. Come pick it up whenever they like. We'll contact free service. Especially Best Buy and all that, they have that pretty much unlock. I saw that Best Buy locally, their how their system works because I was waiting outside for my wife, <laughs> and um, it's brilliant. Like it's literally just like you pull up, you call, they bring it out, they leave, you get out, you get it, and that's it. It's I would, super quick. To me, it just seems like it's like, oh, he's out to pick it up. You just, they just go out, set it on the curb, and then walk back into the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just shit. It's out on the curb, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> no, they, they make eye contact and shit, you know. Um, but uh, honestly. Be careful when you drive up. It might get knocked off the curb into the street, motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got other motherfuckers sitting on the curb like, you better hurry up. I might stop this for myself. Um but but movements like this from the big real realtors or realtors, Jesus, retailers, um, <laughs> and just big companies in general are what's going to bring COVID down a pit yeah. because we're making smart moves, you know. Well, I mean, you but need, it will piss people off that are yeah. going to go, ah, this is an outrage and infringes on and, my rights. And we all know who it will piss off. <laughs> this infringes on my rights to buy an Xbox. <laughs> But you even notice that even stores now, like Walmart and Target, especially, they're like, "Oh, we're not having Black Friday sales on I went to on that today. They're they're all month." Been, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what's been said yet because I I don't really keep up with Black Friday because I don't give a fuck. But I went to Walmart today with my wife, and they had Black Friday shit out. Yeah, it's I was all like, month. What's happening? It's all month. Yeah, Be- I was like, "This is genius" because it spreads out. Mm-hmm. It spreads it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> it didn't even make sense. I just heard spread. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it was like, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And then my mind went to like we, a- Allison Bree. And <laughs> my wife and I have been busy lately and certain things haven't been completed. So <laughs> my mind's on something. Um, <laughs> Allison Bree, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Am I wrong? 
No, absolutely <laughs> not. You know who I've been who I've been kind of crushing on again <laughs> is an old crush, Olivia Munn, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, she's... I've been I've been watching some of the um the old like I'll put on like just in the background like they have full episodes of Attack of the Show <laughs> on YouTube, and I'll I'll put it on, and she's just so fucking hot. Like it's <laughs> it's honestly not fair to anyone. But <laughs> to anyone. we'll move on. She's still hot too. Um, we'll move on with our lives. The arcade industry still exists. <laughs> no, just want to make sure everyone knows that. Um, has unsurprisingly taken a steep hit during the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's leading Sega to bow out. Eurogamer reports that Sega Sammy Holdings has sold 85.1% of its Japanese arcade business, Sega Entertainment, to the amusement machine company, um, Genda. It's either Genda or Genda. It's probably Genda. Um, Sega isn't shy about the reasoning. Its amusement unit has been greatly affected, quote, by the coronavirus, and it wants a company that can change with the times and reduce its fixed costs. The company still expects to, to record extraordinary extraordinary losses as part of the transfer. While there had been some recovery after the initial blow from the pandemic, the situation was still uncertain enough to prompt the sellout. The arcade won't the arcades won't vanish. Sega told Famitsu in an interview that customers can still visit and that it would still develop arcade games. Um, Genda still or Genda said it aimed to expand the amusement f- facility business, although it appears Sega's plans to turn arcades into fog gaming data centers didn't pan out because that was a stupid idea. Um, <laughs> I added that stupid idea part. It's still the end of an era though. Sega's arcades are iconic parts of the Japanese landscape to the point where they appear predominantly in games like um, Persona 5. Sega had already closed its legendary Akahabra building to Arcade in August, and it won't be surprising if there's more consolidation. Unfortunately, the gaming pioneer might not have much choice. Arcades, by their definition, involve many people touching the same controls and frequently getting close to each other. None of that will be safe until the pandemic is over. So two things I want to say. Um, one, for Americans that might be like, why does this matter? Um, Sega started as an arcade company, um, and arcades are big business in Japan and a lot of, a lot of Asia. Uh, I know they've kind of fallen out here in the United States, and I'm not sure how popular they are in Europe, but I know Asia's crazy about them. Um, Which is one of the reasons was- why I want to go to Asia. Right, because arcades are dope. Yeah. Um, there is an arcade in Arizona I want to go to, but not right now. Um, <laughs> it it's it was shocking to me to see this because I was a Sega kid and I love video game history. I'm really into it to the point that as soon as as soon as a, a documentary about video game history is noticed, Steve's like, "Hey, dude, it's on this," and I just go fucking watch it. Um, and the Sega Genesis was possible and was successful mainly because they already had so many properties in the arcade and they brought those, they were much more big on bringing the arcade to the home. And it's, it's crazy to me that they're selling it. It's just, it's saying it's an end of an era is definitely true. Like Sega is pretty quiet in the United States now, but they've still been pretty big in Japan, but it looks like they're fizzling out too. Yeah. And it's like, they still have some hitters, some game properties. They're pretty much just a game developer at this point now. But um, 
it's just yeah, I just it's sad to see. It's just sad to see. That's it. Well, my addition to this would be um Melanie Iglesias is ridiculously hot. That is not only true, but highly relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant to anything. <laughs> it's like it's like, what do you think about the presidential election? Melanie Iglesias is ridiculously hot. Dude, imagine I could I could see like them interviewing. We have the lazy geeks here um, for a hot take on the election. We're just standing there, and it's like um, we want to know what what's your thoughts of uh, Trump's statements about um, the election being rigged. And you just grab the mic and go, "Listen, the only important thing here is Melanie Iglesias is fucking smoking." And I just lean in, yeah. <laughs> And it's all over the news. And then you go, and Olivia Munn. <laughs> yeah, and Olivia Munn. Lazy Geeks confirm on uh, Sunday that. <laughs> and every broadcaster goes like, they, and they've said this, and it is newsworthy. <laughs> That's right. why we're, we're talking they about it. do an interview with Melanie Iglesias. I'm not only honored, but shocked at this news. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> You see people like Wolf Blitzer going, and this just in. But Melanie Iglesias is I want to live in the hot. universe that I'm creating. Yeah, I know. Okay? So do I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. All right. Welcome back. So this story I saw, and I was like, oh, God, we need to stop this. Like, we need to really stop this. Like immediately. Just knock it off. Just stop. Right. You know. Spotify appears to be interested in launching a subscription podcast service that would offer access to original shows or exclusive episodes for a monthly fee. The potential service was described in a survey sent out through Spotify's app, which was reported on by Andrew Wallenstein Wallenstein, president of Variety It's Intelligent platform, intelligence platform. The survey describes at least four possible subscription podcast plans ranging from $3 to $8 per month. Way too much for a podcast plan. That's my opinion. Uh, the cheapest plan would include How much is it? $3 to $8 per month. <laughs> it's like, oh, you mean when I can get them free? Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> the cheapest plan would include access to exclusive interviews and episodes, but would still include ads. The most expensive plan would include access to high-quality original content, early access to some episodes, and no platform-inserted ads. None of the none of these plans would include access to Spotify's premium music subscription. A post, a spokesperson for Spotify indicated the survey should not be taken as concrete product plans. Quote, at Spotify, we routinely conduct a number of surveys in an effort to improve our users' experience. Some of those end up paving the path for a broader user experience and others serve only as important learnings. The spokesperson said, we have no further news to share on future plans at this time. Because none of this makes any sense. <laughs> right. So there's no guarantee that Spotify will follow through on the laundry on the launching of any of the described um, services companies often sur uh, often survey customers with potential new products and may shape their plans based on the results. But the fact that Spotify is surveys and users means that it's likely considering launching some sort of subscription podcast plan, even if it doesn't necessarily end up taking that exact form, this um, the form described here. 
Spotify has been making big investments in into producing over the last two years. The company acquired major podcast producers like Gimlet, Parcast, and The Ringer, signed exclusive podcast deals to, with Michelle Obama, uh, Kim Kardashian West, last podcast on the left, and Joe Rogan, and this and has increasingly promoted podcasts inside the app that I've noticed. Uh, podcasts offer a lucrative opportunity for Spotify because it doesn't have a pay licensing fee and royalties to stream them, but it can still make money on subscriptions and app inserted ads placed around them. Spotify. Like I see what Spotify is doing, but it's like, I don't know. Can't <laughs> we just have advertisements on free shit like back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like, yeah, I get it, but you're the one making the big push towards podcasts, so now you want to double your return on your investment. It's like no one asked you. <laughs> you right. know? It's like, you know, I it's like no one asked you, and I mean, we would. It's where that meme came from, where it says everyone and then nothing, and right. then Spotify. We're gonna make. <laughs> Paid we, we, like what was it? We heard you. We were gonna do <laughs> paid podcasting. No, you didn't hear me. Because see, the thing is, is that there's a difference between having an uh, a a show such as ours available on Spotify. You know, you can listen to it for free. You can have the paid access. But if you're gonna have exclusive content with paid access, how many of those people are actually going to do it? Yeah, you're just gonna fuck the fan base. Yeah, because most people are not going to pay. For podcasts, yeah, because a majority of people that have pot on Spotify are paying the ten bucks for yeah. no commercials. We have a podcast, and we wouldn't pay for a podcast. <laughs> we we wouldn't even pay for our own podcast. No, no sir. <laughs> now, if Spotify wanted to buy us out, and then oh, I'm do not that, saying I wouldn't sell out in a fucking no. heartbeat. Oh, if fuck the check yeah. had enough zeros on it. I'm good to go. <laughs> Because honestly, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like everybody. Oh, that's against my integrity. No, it's not. Well, we're what we're trying to say is we have no morals. <laughs> yeah. No, like I would an exclusivity deal, of course. Yeah. You know, would I second guess a for a paid service? Like, well, they, we're just killing the podcast. Yeah. So at that point, the question is, do we want to take this money and just stop doing a podcast? Right. Because <laughs> it's just going to fizzle out anyway. Exactly. And we might. Yeah. And then just start another podcast exactly. under a different name. So yeah. it's it's whatever. The Geeks of Lazy like, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid ass name like that. The Diligent Nerds or some stupid <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, by the way. The Masturbating I'm, Chimps Podcast. Right. Actually, that's not a bad name. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> by the way, have you guys changed. checked have you have you guys checked out our new podcast, the <laughs> Masturbating Jesus. Chimps? Jesus Christ. Um, by the way, before I forget, before I get into the next story, Melanie Iglesias um, <laughs> sung a cover of Why Don't You Do Right from Roger Rabbit. Um, and there is a video. So <laughs> Of course just, there is. Just, just to let everybody know. And just so um, you know, you can mute videos. So <laughs> you can mute audio. So Well, she's a beautiful singer, so you don't have to mute it. I don't it. really care. <laughs> just saying. Um, it's my right as American, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, you can mute it if you want. You just miss it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of America, <laughs> that's right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie writer Bobby Herbeck, 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 yeah, sure, uh, wants to see the heroes in a half shell return to their roots for an updated sequel to the original '90s trilogy. It's the and only trilogy of the turtles that you really should be. It's watching. the only movies. Yeah, 
I actually like the newest ones. I didn't mind the ones with Megan Fox. I thought they were fun, but they were forgettable. They yeah. weren't. I don't know. They didn't bother me. Nobody's going to do a thirty year. A thirty year. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to remember them when I'm sixty five. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's going to do a thirty year limited release. It's like no. <laughs> Any movie that has Megan Fox in a schoolgirl outfit gets an A plus from me. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't even remember you, the plot of the second one. You could just have that on loop. <laughs> They'll still pay 20 bucks for the DVD. She's walking to the airport or something. Yeah, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember see, the plot. I can see it. her moving. I just don't know what the scene was. <laughs> I can see her gyrating, the skirt <laughs> flipping up and down. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen the second one twice. Don't ask me what the plot is. I can't remember. It's I know sad. the dude that played Arrow was in it. That was I remember. He? Yeah, he was in the second one. Oh, but I don't. But he wasn't in the scene with. Um, he wasn't in the scene that you remember. <laughs> but you wanna you wanna talk about the original nineties movies? Oh, I mean, we it. can even talk about the television show that wasn't that great with the female turtle. <laughs> oh God! I was I was full on turtle mania, bro. Mm. I was the right age, and it sucked me in. <laughs> I it was like four birthday parties in a row, turtles. <laughs> and dude, you guys can just go back to one of our early episodes where we talked about. When when we actually just discussed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle '90s movie, yeah, it deserved three episodes yeah. to be honest. Uh, <laughs> in the interview with ComicBook.com, Herbeck, uh, who co-wrote the original 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, revealed that he would love to see the sewer-dwelling reptilian heroes (IGN) just with the play on words, I love it, uh, come up above ground again for an all-new sequel. That would revisit the world of the original trilogy while utilizing all of the latest technologies in Jim Henson's creature shop. So that's an important part is he's not saying CGI. Mm -mm. Bring that Jim Henson shot back in and do it correctly. I like that. I love that. Those those look so much better than the CGI ones. They really did. Like it was easier to it's so funny because it's easier to suspend belief because it doesn't look like a cartoon. You know, it, it, even though the mouth ain't moving quite right, I don't know, it just works. Um, when asked whether he would be interested in developing a, a Halloween or Bill and Ted style 20 years later entry in the TMNT franchise, Herbert said, yes, the answer is yes. He added, we're trying to make that happen. We want to do a reboot. We got our fans. We got our fans come to us on Instagram. Okay. They're saying, <laughs> Why don't you guys do a reboot of the first movie? We'd love to do it. Original, um, end quote, original movie producer Kim Dawson also shared her enthusiasm for a potential sequel as she admitted that they had been in talks with Steve Barron, the director of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, as well as Brian Henson, the son of late Jim Henson and chief puppeteer on the first film over the prospect of returning to the franchise all these years later. And bring back the the original April. Yes, please. (laughs) Um, the truth is, this property, it's established now after 30 years as a part of our modern pop culture. It's not going away, Dawson said. It's only going to continue to grow. I do wish that we could go back. I mean, we've talked to Steve Barron about about this and Brian Henson. And if there were an opportunity, if one of the studios saw fit, I think we could go back and reboot it like it was. Imagine if Brian Henson had access to the technology he does today to make those costumes and all that. I think it would be amazing. A reboot like this, I think, would really get people's juices flowing. Oh, <laughs> the franchise! The franchise. My juices are already flowing. I'm just. Saying. Oh, I don't. I don't need to read the history of the turtles <laughs> that IGN likes to do at the bottom. Um, I think that's an excellent point, though. Is that the, 
the turtles are 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 like a lot of comic book characters in America. They're so ingrained in our pop culture that yeah. it's impossible for them to disappear into obscurity. Still, one of my yeah. favorite. Still, a couple of my favorite lines was, uh, "What was that? It's a giant turtle in a trench coat. You hand in the Guardia." Right. <laughs> New Yorkers don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> or the uh, other, a Jose Canseco bat. Tell me you didn't pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> and also the creation of the 90s Turtles films created one of the greatest parodies of YouTube history um, <laughs> <laughs> that I rewatch at least three times a year. Oh, yeah, the Gangster Turtles. <laughs> That's right. Um, I love that shit. But this is interesting. Have but you it's been all... using protection? <laughs> <laughs> this is This is cool to hear, but it's it's just them talking. You really yeah. have to get a studio to put some money behind it. Um, but they might, yeah, you know, that'd they, be awesome. If they feel like it makes some money doing it, I'd, then I'd be down. I'd be down yeah, to watch that too. Maybe a TV show, yeah. a gritty TV show. <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't mind if they made it gritty because they were gritty yeah. originally. The comic book was crazy, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then get Sam Rockwell back. Yeah. <laughs> it's Actually, the new, the new comic is pretty dope. Yeah. And it gets real. In a couple occasions too. Although I did like the um the most recent Batman and Turtles animated film. It was fun. It was fun. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm gonna say like Heroes in a half shell. While the turtles were impressive, Batman rocked them in the first fight. He was barely trying. I was like, damn, Batman ain't no joke. But they were demonstrating how they're kids. Right. So they were being a little too like aggressive and shit. Whatever. I'm not going to get into it. It was good. It was good. Go watch it. It's on HBO. I think. Is it? Oh, yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. I have to watch it. I don't remember where I watched it. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Call of Booty. <laughs> uh, requires space for, on next gen consoles. A lot of space. The game will gobble up a whopping 130 gigs of storage space on your Xbox, on your PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, Activision revealed. Given the expensive expansion required, this could get expensive. Uh, to be precise, Black Ops Cold War requires at least 133 gigabytes of space on the PS5, and while it requires 136 gigabytes on the Xbox Series X. Now, it depends on how much usable storage space each console comes with at launch. A report indicates that PS5 could ship with just 667 gigabytes of space. Uh, Black Ops Cold War could demand as much as one-fifth of the console's real estate. PS5 storage can be expanded with internal hard drives or third-party M2 SSDs. Now, there's the expensive Xbox X storage cards. Better yet, the Xbox Series X will let you uninstall certain parts of the games to free up storage space. Well, so that's nice. But better mm-hmm. storage needs to be looked at, at, at least for future consoles. The Black Ops Call of uh, Cold War will take up 95 gigabytes on the PS4 compared to 93 gigabytes on the Xbox One. So current gen players will, all, will also want to play accordingly. Now on the PC front, it's a little more complicated. Apparently, the shock from last week's news that the game would require 250 gigs on a PC for ultra settings didn't go unnoticed at Activision. It appears that the requirement on the PCs have been cut in half. So if you only have after the multiplayer experience, you can download that component individually. That's if you have 35 gigabytes of free hardware space. If not, you may need to delete some porn. 
But the full game, that was me saying that in the- How dare the, you? <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm not going to delete more. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a bunch of files from work. I can get rid of those. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah my, fa- my family photos. I mean, I can clear some of those <laughs> out. I got to upload those to Google Docs. What do we give a shit? That's right. <laughs> the full game te- does take up 82 gigabytes, while the full game on, with, on ultra graphics will require 125 gigabytes of room. So it's definitely satisfy some users who are who complained about size, but after its release, it'll be complained about how the game is, and that's always interesting. Yeah, yeah. They just recently, because um, when you downloaded Warzone, um, it also downloaded the the regular Modern Warfare game, yeah. even though you didn't have it. Yeah. And it, people were like, why is Warzone 100 gigabytes? <laughs> right. And they, they now just recently have allowed you to split it. And I'm like, you guys are just lazy. Yeah. Like, I understand it uses the same engine, but can you please remove the game they don't even have access to? I'm, Jesus. I'm still kind of annoyed with the whole 665 gigabytes at launch. And yeah. it's just like, and they're even saying that you won't be able to upgrade the um, SSD storage. Right. And it's like, it's like, what the fuck, dude? It's like, you know, these games are getting more, are getting bigger. Why are we not releasing them with at least a terabyte of usable space? You know, why are we going, oh, well, you know, your computer, your laptop has 500 gigs. So, you know, that should be fine. Here, <laughs> And these, these are the hard hitting issues we need. And I, that's why in 2024, I'm voting Steve Vargas for president. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm not serious, but the presidency. Um, but but he is. <laughs> but I am. Um, no, yeah, it's 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 because space is at a premium. It costs more, so it's one. It's the first thing that goes when, and they know they can make more money later yeah. down the road. You know, it's well. Look at Seagate. How much? Two hundred bucks for a fucking yeah. expansion card. It's one of those things that PC gamers make fun of console gamers for. Yeah, because they're like, I just put new hard drive. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I just you put know. an external in there and I'm good to go. <laughs> right. Like I have a, I have a M.2 drive, a terabyte one as my main drive. It's like a, it plugs directly into the motherboard. It's just this little chip. It's like, it looks like a, like a isolinear chip. <laughs> Fucking slide that bitch in. Um, Feel like data then, when you're putting it in there. Right? right. And then I bought a, um, a regular three terabyte hard drive that I put the backup stuff on. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm good. Nice. Actually, I install some uh, strategy kind of games. I'll install those on the um, regular hard drive because they don't need to load shit all the time. Hmm. Like it loads the game and that's it. It doesn't need to access shit all the time. I, yeah. I feel like some of this shit's going to be fixed in the slims. So I'm. Yeah, it's kind of to, to me. It's like I'm like you know I'm not even in the rush to buy it. I'll wait for the slim. Right at this point, I feel they plan it. Like they don't. They don't plan it like. People plan DLCs nowadays, but they go, look, this is the tech we, this is what we can do now. Right. But two years down the road, we can probably do better. So, <laughs> but three weeks after launch, we're already working on the slimmer one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be January 1st. Now the Xbox Series X Slim, as well as the <laughs> PS5.5, <laughs> which come, which bolsters a 5.6 terabyte. <laughs> You're like, oh, what the fuck? You just these people just sitting there like that, um, that uh, that fucking one meme where he's just looking up like motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, that Obama meme where he does the hand thing where he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Kevin Hart. That's what I was trying to remember. Jesus. 
I think about all times at this point, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like most other events, over the last eight years or so, Blizzard's BlizzCon didn't go ahead as usual. Tens of thousands of fans would have attended. Instead, they've, they, they'll have to make do with an all-digital replacement in February, BlizzCon line, which that's what they're calling it. Um, unlike with BlizzCon proper, though, uh, you'll be able to stream the whole event for free. As BlizzCon, at BlizzCon, um, only certain aspects are free to watch, including the opening ceremony, at which Blizzard tends to make major announcements about its games, and at least some of the eSport events. For everything else, including developer panels, cosplay contests, and the closing ceremony, um, you typically need a virtual ticket, which cost $50 last year. Not so for BlizzCon Line. Uh, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack said in a Fireside Chat video that I love how Fireside Chat used to specifically mean president. Yeah. And now everyone does Fireside. We're doing a Fireside Chat right now. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what um, the Truly Pointless podcast is. It's a fireside. It's our fireside, it's chat. Our fireside chat. Yeah. And more important and relevant than any fireside chat you got from the president in the last four years. <laughs> and I don't usually do direct insults, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we want it to be a big virtual celebration, so BlizzCon Line will be free to watch and engage in. Um, the video is mostly a catch up on what's been happening at Blizzard in recent months. Brack mentioned that 95% of employees are currently working from home amid the COVID-19 pandemic and discussed some game game updates, such as the upcoming World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands. Uh, BlizzCon Line will, will lose the spectacle of an in-person event, but despite the difficulties of the current environment, Blizzard seems to be trying to make it as close to BlizzCon as possible with community-focused elements, along with cosplay events there'll be art and storytelling contests a talent spotlight and the annual march of the murlocs which is always funny uh there'll be news about blizzard's current and upcoming games as well of course such as overwatch 2 and diablo 4 uh you'll get to find out exactly blizzard blizzard has up its sleeves when blizzcon takes place from february 19th to 20th diablo 4 is the only game i fucking care about I need to know. I love the lore of Diablo. Like it's so fucking good. And now the Diablo Four. Like I don't know if you saw the trailer, Steve. For Diablo Four, I don't think I. I don't know. It's a uh, Lilith. There's they summon Lilith oh, to come yeah, I didn't to see come that back. One. But the trailer is fucking wicked, dude. Like it's like a horror movie. Hmm. That game's gonna be dope. I don't give a fuck. Any any Diablo games dope until you get tired of it. Right. <laughs> it's always dope at first. And then you're kind of like, ugh. Because I played so much Diablo 3. And Diablo 2, I think. That, oh, Diablo 2 was like the first PC game I ever played. No, the v- original Diablo. I'm not that young. The original <laughs> Diablo is the first PC game I ever played. And I played the fuck out of it. And I was that kid that was like, stop duplicating items. It's not right. So I was a nerd. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that should be. Well, I mean, I I heard when they decided they they waited a while before they decided to cancel, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're going to do a visual a virtual one," but everybody's like, "Oh, cool, you're going to do it in November." They're like, "Nah, we're going to do it in early January 2021," and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> it's like everybody was like all kind of bummed that they were going to do it early or late yeah. in, in early next year. So it's like, well, yeah, you know, they got to 
They gotta film shit. They gotta make it worth your while. I mean, it's BlizzCon. It's BlizzCon. It's BlizzCon. All right. So this week's douchebag of the week. Uh, well, I mean, collectively, it's Trump. But <laughs> I, <laughs> but I had this uh, this one that came out. I was like, oh, I gotta put this in there. I go, well, we'll 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 uh, uh, we'll run a train on Trump. After I I do this run one, a train on, <laughs> I don't want to run a train on Trump. <laughs> um, so if you want to have a crackpot protest, you need to get in a conspiracy theorist. Then you have a party. As on yeah. cue, Infowars host Alex Jones arrived at a Phoenix um, office protest where Arizona's votes are being counted. You to protest you. You know, for you to protest, you, they that they need to have their votes counted at a place that is, in fact, counting the votes. So a gr- crowd of supporters of President Donald Trump that had gathered outside the Maricopa Tabulation and Election Center erupted and swarmed around him, chanting his name uh, on the AZ Central reports. Mm-hmm. Jones, whom Trump has spoken approvingly of, yelled through a megaphone, America's United, 1776. Uh, if they were, are protesting the democracy that is occurring, that leaves us a bit confused. The world is watching. Uh, the the world is watching the example of Arizona. The president is watching the example. You're not going to steal him from us, uh, he said. So. Um, Texas, come get your boy. <laughs> I know, right? Protests have gathered outside the building on Wednesday night, many armed. Many are angry that both the Associated Press and Fox News, which called the state for Joe Biden in the early hours of Wednesday morning. Some of the protests waved Trump flags and chanted Fox News sucks and count the votes for hours. They were eventually moved away. The press and public were asked to leave the building so that the vote could con- count could continue uninterrupted. As it did, mail-in ballots um, have seemed to gap, seen the gap between Trump and, and Biden narrow, just one point, 1.6 points separating them, obviously moving in favor of the former vice president. That's with 90% of the votes calculated as of late Thursday. Obviously, that changed. Uh, after Jones's arrival at the protest on Thursday night, the mood of the crowd became boisterous. Some have... Some left the main body of the protest and entered the roadway. They screamed at nearby group of counter protesters. Maricopa County Sheriff's deputies separated the group. They moved the, to get the people out of the road. Jones then reportedly disappeared from the scene, as pussies tend to do. Right, um, start a riot and then leave before they get hurt. Right. Arizona, if there's one thing I know about Arizona in any protest, and it doesn't matter the topic or what side you're on, you are not allowed to stand in the fucking street. They will, <laughs> the police will stand there and let you scream and yell. And as soon as you step in the street, get back on the curb. If you're not holding up traffic. <laughs> you big on that. Um, and then most Arizonans, if you are in the street, will run you the fuck over. So, so yeah, <laughs> don't be fucking around in the street. Um, yeah, it's been. It, it, there is some silliness going on. I've definitely, you know, if, if for those that don't know, I live in Arizona, very close to Phoenix. Um, and there has been some silliness downtown. It's not quite as awe-inspiring as some news mm-hmm. re- reporters are letting on. Um, AZ, AZ Republic, AZ Central is the same thing. Um, they're being pretty honest about it because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're here. They're just like, it's, you know, it's just a bunch of people being stupid. 
Um, but I have seen some reports from other like states or some of the national news, like this horrific display is like, it's not, it's <laughs> just a bunch of fucking rednecks. Really. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It honestly looked like if I were to look at that group, um, and I didn't know what was going on, I would just think there was another truck rally going on downtown. Yeah, what's funny is that I, I saw this guy from MSNBC. He was reporting from it, and he was talking about, you know, he goes, yeah, he goes, and these people are spewing the conspiracy theory. He goes, what got me kind of concerned was the fact that he goes, when I got here, people came up to me and started asking where I was, um, where I was from and then demanding that he takes off his mask because nobody there was wearing a mask. And he yeah. goes, and a couple even tried to take it off for him, but they, you know, he, they, have, they have to hire bodyguards now. You know, so they can get around these people, and when they get too close, they push them away. It's because the people who scream "law and order" don't respect law and order, right? And and the people who scream respect my, you know, my sovereignty or whatever the fuck they say could give a fuck what anybody wants. Yeah, it's it's silliness. It's it's all ridiculous. <laughs> I saw this video, and it was I think it was from the Bronx or from Brooklyn, somewhere in that particular type of New York. And the guy's doing it. <laughs> that particular type. Because when I when when I say this, you'll understand why. Because <laughs> the guy's doing a report, and this old white dude shows up behind him, and then he turns around and he goes, "Can I help you?" And the guy goes, "Are you fake news or real news?" And then the reporter goes, "Fuck off!" And then turns back towards the camera. I, I now completely <laughs> agree with you. Um, I saw I saw that video, and and I was like, oh, "Thank God." I stood up just, and saluted. That's really what it came right. down to. <laughs> like, just say, and the dude just went, what? And they just kind of <laughs> wandered off. Because that's the thing is these people who are screaming at people like that are just bullies. Yeah. It's a bully mentality. So turn around and go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and they'll probably just back off. Yeah. I, I wish a Trump, one of those crazy Trump supporters would say something to me in a public. I'm like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, <laughs> you're going to need Trump to come out here to save you. <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. Um, but I, where I live... It's day to day. It's normal shit. There's yeah. nothing going on. You see people with, you know, they still got their Trump flags in there, and that's fine. They're they're just exercising their free speech. <laughs> somebody you had know. somebody played um, put taps against a video of a guy taking down his Trump flag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's that's so perfect. One thing that boggles my mind is that these super Trump supporters they think that they're the they're the patriots. But I'm seeing I'm seeing vehicles with Trump flags, but no American flag. Yeah. And I'm like, you do you not understand the message you're saying right now? <laughs> you're basically in a cult. Like you yeah. don't give a fuck about the country. Yeah. You know, and it's it's um it's pretty sad. But moving swiftly <laughs> along. <laughs> um I had to put Donald Trump, and not for reasons that are immediately obvious. Um specifically for how he's handling this defeat. Um, not only is he embarrassing himself, but he's embarrassing the country as a whole. Um, <laughs> I've whole. never seen, <laughs> I've never seen a president act this way. I've seen the, the worst I've ever seen is they don't go to the inauguration of the new, the new dude. And then you, but then, you know, that comes Even off then, as being, you're like, you're like, like, I get it. You're like that's a bitch. That's a bitch. You're, you're a bitch, but I, you know, all right. You was just mad. You're getting your feelings, whatever. But this, um, he's wasting taxpayers' money, which he could give a fuck about. Um, he's undermining democracy as a whole, and he really showed is showing his cards now. Mm, yeah. Like he's really showing the kind of person, not his policies, the kind of person he is. 
you know, and a lot of people, if you can't see it now, you're lost. There's yeah. no, there's no way. If you still believe all these fucking whack ass conspiracies, just stop it, dude. And then I just saw a report that said that um, the budget finance officer, who's a Trumper, Trump, uh, Trump appointee, is is looking to not give Biden transition funds. And I was okay. like, I was like, going, oh, so we're gonna start doing doing this petty little shit. He'll rent the U-Haul, bro. It's it's whatever, <laughs> okay. Uh, there was some I I fucking pisses me off. I can't remember who it was. You don't remember a lot, do you? I just fucking, you know, there's been a lot going on in my personal life, all right? (laughs) Um, But he was asked, well, what if Trump decides not to leave on January 20th? He said the Secret Service is more than qualified to to (laughs) remove a trespasser. (laughs) And that's what I explained to my kids. Because they're like, well, what if he said, I said, this isn't El Salvador. Right. I said that because my wife was in the room just to piss her (laughs) off. I go... January 20th, he's not the president anymore. Yeah. As soon as that clock strikes 12, the fucking glass they, slipper slips off. And they inaugurate him? You're, he's he's, he's trespassing yeah. now. The, the Secret Service that, that laid their life down for him for four years, now don't. Yeah. They're just going to turn around and go get the fuck out. Yeah, because then that would be a coup. And exactly. That's, it, we have, our government does have checks and balances for that. Which is why sometimes things don't get done and we get stuck. Yeah. Because that's the one downside of having checks and balances because no no one has absolute power. So, but it is, it's preferable to be that <laughs> way. Um, I'd rather things be slow than just fucking wild. Right. And the president come out, all, all of a sudden he's got gold chains on <laughs> and shit. Listen, <laughs> I'm moving, I'm moving the White House to Vegas, because we out here. It's like, what, what's happening? Suddenly out of nowhere, Kanye pops through the door. You're like, whoa, what the fuck just happened here? I feel, you know what? I feel bad for Kanye West. Oh, well, because he's, he's, Kanye West obviously has. First of all, he's 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 a brilliant he's a brilliant musician. You can't take that away from him. The, his his first, earlier stuff, his earlier stuff, his first three albums were fucking. Oh my yeah. god, they were brilliant. But he makes a lot of beats now behind the scenes and stuff, and they're still pretty good. Um, but he's surrounded by so many enablers. He obviously has some kind of mental issue, and that's not an insult. There's something going on. And even his and, even his wife suggests um takes it, but uses that somehow some kind of a sympathy card, not to actually try to get him help. Well, that's because he married the most toxic into the most toxic family ever. They'll use anything for attention. Yeah, you know, and it's sad. I feel bad for him. You know, because he's not only does he have the typical yes men around him because he's rich, right. but he has his own family. I mean, no one in his family could tell him. Babe, can you stop with the with the president thing? You're making yourself look like an asshole. Right. You know, it's just sad to me. It's, it's a, a lot of people are cracking on him, and I'm just sitting there shaking my head like, this is sad. Like, it's just sad how they're treating him. But, you know, I still remember when he fucked with Taylor Swift that one time. People still mad. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Somebody Did said, he let her finish though. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But some said they go, "Oh, that wouldn't that be funny if he popped up at Biden's, uh, <laughs> at Biden's like congratulatory thing and stole the mic." <laughs> well, you saw Let- Letterman fucking call them out. Oh yeah, I saw he that was on Letterman's new show. He's like, "Did you vote? I've never voted in my life." Oh, so you don't have a say? <laughs> yeah, and, <he's laughs> and like, he was like, "I guess you got me there." Yeah, like, yeah it's like, you go, did exactly. Dumb, dumb fuck. 
<laughs> my mom didn't vote and I was giving her shit. I was like, what do you mean you didn't fucking vote? And she goes, first of all, mind your tone. And I was like, oh. She goes, I couldn't because I came here. Because <laughs> she came here because there was a thing with my grandmother and she couldn't vote. But um, you heard of absentee? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Go ahead. What's what what's going on in the world of the enlightening world of social media? So, social media idiots this week. <laughs> Ted Cruz. Oh, my God. That's every week. Yeah. So Senator Ted Cruz amplified President Donald Trump's baseless and conspiratorial claims of a stolen election, falsely claiming that Philadelphia officials have been kicking out Republican election observers and counting ballot legally cast ballots in the in a shroud of darkness. I am angry and I think American people are angry, Cruz said on a November 5th interview with Fox News host uh, Fox News host Sean Hannity. There's another enlightened individual. Because they're throwing the observers out by clouding the vote, uh, by clouding the vote counting in a shroud of darkness, and they are setting the stage to potentially steal an election. There is no evidence at this point that any significant number of illegal votes have been cast, and neither Trump nor Cruz um, have provided any proof of wrongdoing. The Texas senator claims about votes being counted in a shroud of darkness is wrong. Observers have both political parties have had access to the process in Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania more broadly. Philadelphia's counting setup also includes a live stream. Hours before... Great, now I get hiccups. Hours before Cruz appeared on Fox News, Pennsylvania Secretary of State Catherine Block... uh, Bakavar told CNN's Jake Tapper that there's absolutely nothing happening in the dark. In Pennsylvania, every candidate and every political party is allowed to have an authorized representative in the room observing the process. Adding that the live stream in Philadelphia is available worldwide, it's very transparent. Hours after Cruz's comment, Philadelphia's city commissioner Al Schmidt, a Republican, also appeared on CNN. Observers from the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, from the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign, have been in our counting area observing, right up against where the process is taking place from the very beginning, he told CNN's Don Lemon. A Cruz spokesman said Republican observers have been denied meaningful access to the ballot proceedings and counting process in Philadelphia, citing a recent judge's order allowing observers from both parties to watch the process from within six feet. Observers have previously been kept further due to concerns about coronavirus. Uh, The city has appealed the judge's order saying that it's providing access that is in step with the law and accounts for the pandemic, but it is complied in the meantime. Cruz has argued on Twitter that the previous distance was too far. He wrote that observers were so far away that they had to use binoculars. Sometimes the Philadelphia Inquirer photographed one election official doing on November 3rd. Um, Cruz's uh, claim the Philadelphia is cloaking the process in secrecy is far from accurate. This is PolitiFact, and they, they, on their truth meter is a blatant falsehood. Um, I love the fact is cool. I just recently started checking them out. Oh yeah. I've been checking them out for a while. I use them specifically when I'm doing, um, the other show, um, yeah. because sometimes I'm like, well, wait, didn't they do that? So then I type it in it to find out. Um, but, uh, they also had the, um, was it the, was it the mayor, the governor of PA who said that Trump needs to put his big boy pants on? Oh my God. That was <laughs> I, so funny, dude. I died. I was like, Oh, but shit. it's true. It's true. It's so true. He got to put his big boy pants on and take a beating. 
You know, and I, when I was talking about earlier about um, people shouldn't be able or no one's being called out for libelous activity. They're just saying wild fucking claims. Another thing is, too, we have people like Ted Cruz. Something has been brought to the court to be investigated. You're not supposed to be talking about it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's just to rally the base. That's all it is. I know, but it's it's such a waste of time. <laughs> the base already lost. Yeah. There's nothing anyone – if there's one ultimate rule of law in this country, it's the fucking vote. Like there's nothing you can do if you lose a vote. You can create a lot of noise, yeah, but it's not going to change anything. I was watching um, – today there was a political analyst and they asked him, like, could Trump steal this election? And he goes, no. Yeah. There's literally no way. The yeah. vote was yeah. dramatically – in Biden's favor, well, there's no the, way to steal it. Some some people were saying that too, and I think John was saying asking saying that, and I go, you know, well, so I, it's it's a it's a sound concern. It's a sound concern, but but when you're educated on the matter, you're like, no, right? It's because impossible. because it's the 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 concept of like, well, Bush got it, and you know, the courts decided, you know, with Bush in 2000. I was like, because it came down to one state. Even if yeah. they went to, even Stupid if the court, clubs. even the courts decided and looked and go, oh well, PA. Oh, but he won Arizona and Nevada, so it doesn't really matter because he's going to get that anyway. So he wins anyway. At this point, it'd be funny if Biden got on and goes, "Give him PA, <laughs> just give it to him, so he can feel good about himself." Oh wait, I still won. Oh, okay, never mind. Right? Like if you look at the fucking, just look at the electoral college votes. It's a significant lead. Yeah. And you know what? Flat out, I don't want to sound cliche, but America spoke. Yeah. You know, the majority of people in this country are tired of his bullshit. And then you do still have people that vote party. I'm sure a lot of the Republicans that voted for Trump, they voted for Trump because they're scared of Democrats. They're scared of people like AOC. And like they're like, oh, my God, she's so hot. What are we going to do? I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, she's such a socialist. Sorry, my own things were leaked in. Um, but it's like, it's just silly. And, and what Biden said, I'm so happy he said it in the first speech because it's so fucking true is that we need to stop seeing those that disagree with us as enemies yeah you know and it's like but unfortunately it's trumpism is going to be around for a little bit it's it was around before trump yeah. dude. it and just, trump gave, it just gave it a voice yeah it's that fringe alt-right fucking bullshit yeah and there's you know there's that ver the version of that exists in the democratic party as well but it's definitely not as um vile yeah i would say it's it's more of a there's 99 genders and I can choose my pronouns. It's more silly. You know, it's, it's, it's social stuff. It's but, stuff that yeah. will work itself out eventually. I know some, somebody had said like, um, oh, let me see real quick. I, I just pulled this up real quick, but somebody was talking about how they're called the radical left and they're like, you know, they're, they call me the radical left. It's like, I believe in full LGBTQ rights that black lives matter, that we should protect the planet. That everyone deserves healthcare. The world yeah. is bigger than America, and people and places are are made better by diversity. I don't think that's radical. I think humanity feels radical in a inhumane people. Exactly. Yeah. Very well said. And they call Bernie Sanders radical. Yeah. Bernie Sanders isn't radical. He just he has a more European style of liberalism. That that's what that is. You know, he he's he. I saw an interview where he went to Denmark. Because it was kind of a joke thing, but he was he's like, I want to know why people are so damn happy here. Hmm. Because Denmark was rated like the happiest place on earth, not right. Disney World. Um, 
and they the the guy from Denmark is in the government. He says, you know, we we just want to let you know we we revere you here, and you know, we hope that you because his style is is a European style. Yeah, it's not radical. <laughs> It's just a different way of doing things. We're the, America, the, damn it. We don't do what the Europeans do. The only, and I, I don't want to sound like a, like I just hate all Republicans, but the alt-right is honestly the only side that I see that is radical because the things they say go against the general principles of the United States. And my, my thing is, is that, you know, like people go, well, you can't label all Republicans as like him. I go, well, until I see the Republicans, shout down that bullshit you can be labeled all you want that's the big issue is i know i know republicans that are decent human beings but they didn't speak up yeah and uh, some did but what what's his name was speaking up um although he flip-flops so fucking much the dude from my home state that ran for president dude. against um obama uh the mormon Oh, you mean uh oh, you mean Romney? Yeah, he was speaking up a bit, but it's a little too little too little too late kind of with him and um cuz he's all over the place, but you had people like McCain yeah. when, before he passed. He was speaking up. He's like, "It's fine. You guys are acting bananas out here." Right. You know, and we need more of that. Yeah. You know, cuz if 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 there's if you're a politician, you should have ideals. <laughs> you know, not worrying about your fucking pocketbook the whole time. Yeah. Bitches. Bitches. That's why I'm happy that. Bitches be bitches and I can see. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't, I was telling my son the other day because he was asking me about AOC. He's like, I love AOC. And I'm like, of course you do. You're 15. (laughs) Young people love AOC. And he goes, well, don't you? I'm like, I do. I greatly respect her. I said, I respect her because she's working class. Yeah. And that's what we need more of. Because I'm tired of very rich people who got all their money from daddy telling me how I'm supposed to live my life. Right. When you have no fucking idea what's going on. Also, AOC's hot. <laughs> that helps as well. Yeah. <laughs> Not politically, but it helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's all we have to say. Listen, thanks for tuning in. Okay. If you like this little slice of joy, little slice of heaven <laughs> giving you. Remember, if you have Village Inn in your neighborhood, you get free slice of pie on Wednesday. <laughs> slice, and it reminded me. Um, and you want to help us out, you definitely donate. All donations will help us improve quality of the shows. Uh, or can get us a beer. And listen, I need one. Yeah. De- decompress after this fucking election. Jesus. Head over to the blog, com. Click on the PayPal link if you want to do that. And if you can't help us out monetarily, you can uh, you can comment on the show, share it with others, spread the joy, <laughs> <laughs> and also listen to the ads in the show. We make money for anyone that listens to the ads, and it's not much, but if you want to support us, that would help out bigly. Don't, don't <laughs> spread the coronavirus. Spread joy. Exactly. Okay. Or um, or let everybody know that Melanie Iglesias is ridiculously hot. If they don't know, yeah, they're doing a disservice. <laughs> I used to watch um, that show Guy Code or whatever. Oh, yeah. On MTV. It was MTV or VH1. It was one of them. One of those. I don't think they're both um, so interchangeable now. It was a funny show, but as soon as she popped up, you would just really pay attention. (laughs) Like, you'd be like, oh, wow. It's like, I know (laughs) she has something important to say. (laughs) Definitely one of those chicks that, like, 
you kind of stop breathing when you first see her. Like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> they make them like that? Oh my God. <laughs> it's because she's super mixed. Like yeah. she's a million different things. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's not what we were talking about. <laughs> we have other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. I need a Network. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we have other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. Um, we have our Melanie Iglesias appreciation show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we have a Star Trek podcast, The Away Team. Uh, new episodes every Friday. Our new series, The Truly Pointless Podcast. New episodes every Tuesday. I thought those were coming out on Wednesday. Maybe no, I was tripping. My show comes out on Wednesday. Ah, yes. And The Fine Line, <laughs> Steve's social commentary podcast. New episodes every Wednesday. You can find all these shows on our blog, thelazygeeks.com, or wherever you got this show. And uh, don't forget to check out our upcoming show, uh, Masturbating Monkeys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be let's be real. That's the Melanie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. All you're here is <laughs> gross. <laughs> and be sure to reach out to us. Leave us comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Uh, you can hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the Lazy Geeks, and or email us the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. We're thinking so you don't have to. And also, wear a goddamn mask. 